Expounded Universe, Season 4, Episode 2, The Book, The Courtship of Princess Leia, by Dave Wolverton, The Year, 1994, Chapters 3 and 4, with your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go. Hi, I'm the Herbs and Spices Kid. Take it down a notch, Han. If you leave Starbucks there, he's going to eat that millennial kiss. <laughs> yeah. Hey, bees, hey, bees, hey, bees. Yo, baby, boop, bitches, I got it. <laughs> Welcome back to Expounded Universe, your Star Wars Expanded Universe novel discussion podcast. Not Sex- ours. Not ours. Yours. It's yours. It belongs to, listen to, you. to the people. And folks, just right now, just starting here at this very moment, we're here to listen to you and we're going to take your questions. So uh, go ahead. Yeah? Okay. Ooh. Yeah? Well, that's good insight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is a long bit, and we shouldn't do it. <laughs> people love no, it. This, ex- this is a good bit. It, I want a bit where we pause so long, people have to check to see if it's actually stopped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, how long did we stop? Like two seconds, and it still felt horrible? So let's let's never do that again. Let's just <laughs> constantly fill every tiny moment of silence with fun Jeff and John-style banter. Yeah, because if there's even a moment of silence, I begin thinking about my existential horror. I know if there's like two seconds, I think it's two and a half to three seconds of silence is when people start sending me complaints. Uh, They're like, I think your episode's broken. <laughs> you had a problem. Yeah, even though it's obviously a joke, <laughs> that we've that, that's when it starts happening. Yeah. So uh, this is chapters three and four of The Courtship of Princess Leia by one Davis Q. Wolverton. <laughs> By Mr. Dave Wolverines. The Dave Wolverines. Not a reference to the Marvel character, specifically to the movie. You know, movie the, re- the movie Red Dawn. Yeah. To the movie Wolverines. <laughs> to the movie Wolverines. <laughs> oh, man. How many people think that movie is called Wolverines, I wonder? Like uh, any? Maybe two? Probably none. None? You think it's none? Probably zero? I'm talking about the movie Monster Squad, of course. How many Obviously. people think that the movie uh, Monster Squad... How many people Squad... think Monster Squad is actually called Wolverines? <laughs> yeah. Is it you? Listeners, if any of you think that the movie Monster Squad is actually called Wolverines, please let us know. Just say it right now. Say well, it loud I mean, and proud. There is that scene in The Wolverine where someone kicks Logan into the junk and go, oh, Wolverine's got nards. <laughs> He's got, no wait, would he have any adamantium on his nards at all? No, because There's it's no bones, bones, right? It's the, yeah, it's only on bones. But do you think they would have made an exemption to give him a set of adamantium nards? Nah. That's nah. his his weakest spot, really, is because everywhere else you're like, oh, he's gonna regen and he's got like adamantium he's bones. Regen still, like he well, can grow I mean, his he'll dick still back. Regen, yeah. But I'm saying most of the time you've got that adamantium to sort of absorb the blow. That's Whereas true. There you'd be like, oh, it's just sensitive. That's it. It's just pain. <laughs> it's just sadness and pain. Well, That's figured, all Wolverine's crotches, sadness feel, and pain. I feel like after the Juggernaut rips his dick off a couple of times just for fun, Wolverine would be his like, His own you know, or Wolverine's? <laughs> 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 I mean, grammatically, you got to make this clear. You're absolutely right. I should indicate who was the subject and who was the predicate. <laughs> juggernaut rips his dick off. Can, can Juggernaut rip his own dick off? I mean, he's God unstoppable. Make a dick so strong that even he can't rip it off? <laughs> Oh, Juggernaut, the star of the movie Castle Freak, in which he rips off his own ding-dong. Man, we are getting real deep into it this time. This is a bunch of nothing, but then again, you know what else is a bunch of no- nothing? Chapters 3 and 4 of the book uh, The Courtship of Princess Leia by Davis Q. Wolverines. <laughs> yep. Man, chapter chapter 3 and 4 was both just like, hey guys, uh, we're going to take a quick time out from forwarding the plot to let you know everyone's terrible. <laughs> It's basically just the the author apologizing for the, the fact that the cover has some Star Wars characters on it and not like a silk shirt pirate, yeah, like bending a, a a dainty maiden over as her bosom doth heave. Oh, I'm sure he was like my original idea for the cover of this book was Isolder with his puffy shirt open, holding Leia as she swoons. Yeah, and they're standing on like a widow's walk, and you can see an 18th century whaling ship in the distance. <laughs> It'd be called, like, the Millennium Nantucket or something. Ah, the Millennium Nantucket. Yeah, so uh, at the beginning of Chapter 3, we cut right back into the the, uh, big throne room where Leia is accepting gifts from all the Hapens, and we finally get some Leia perspective here as she sort of is very taken aback by the fact that she's just basically been offered a free husband. Hey, free husband. Hey, you want this husband, huh? It'd be a real shame if you didn't take this husband. Look. 
The only way you're going to get these ridiculous, priceless, living gems is if you also take this guy. You also need this gun of free raping, I guess. But So she's like, uh, well, this certainly is a lovely collection of fine gifts offered to me by the Hapies Peepies. The <laughs> Hapies Peepies. <laughs> I hape these papies to peepies. <laughs> <laughs> oh man whenever i'm watching a horror movie and i get really freaked out i get the heapie peepees <laughs> <laughs> so uh she's like well thank you so much uh please send all of my thanks to you know queen ta'a chume uh but i need some time to think about this because this is quite a big offer oh yeah and then you know isolder gets to finally say something and he's like oh yes i've studied your customs and i know that this is super weird for you guys so you know Take all the time you need, mm-hmm. as long as I get to also be there. Leia's like, like, like uh, well, I'm really worried about saying, let, give me a few minutes to this offer, because I have heard that the Hapens are a decisive people. They are All of them, to a single one, are so decisive. That's what they're known for, being oh, decisive. They'll take things that are crazy important and decide them within hours. Yeah. And I have to wonder, where did she hear this? Yeah. Because a- the entire point of the Hapies thing is... No one's ever talked to them, and they've been alone for like four hundred years. Well, she was. She recently went there and got to meet with them, apparently. Yeah. So, but when she was there, did they go like, "Hello, Princess Leia. Welcome to Planet Hapies. Here you can see our lovely trees. Also, we make decisions very quickly. Maybe, it's important you know this. Maybe she had to order pizza with them. She was like, <laughs> "Guys, what do we want on a pizza?" And they just went, "Uh, we'll take a uh, pepperoni and sausage." Yeah. She's, she's like, like, "Wait, you're not going to debate this? There's like eight of us here. Don't you guys want to get in a long argument? And eventually, someone's orders their orders their own pizza from a different place entirely <laughs> in a huff. Isn't there someone who's like, "I like pepperoni, but I don't like sausage." And then someone will suggest doing a half and half, but then someone else says they they can't possibly do that. And one person's like, well, I would eat whatever, but I don't have any money on me. <laughs> I'll I'll get a slice if there's any left. And of course, they're going to eat three slices and not pay. Mm-hmm. But instead, they just go, no, sausage and pepperoni. It is the Hapies way. <laughs> Thus is the Hapies way. <laughs> it's a better way. More Hapen. More <laughs> reptilian. <laughs> Our pizza is colder. More calculating. <laughs> More left over the next day. It's in the fridge. <laughs> we deliver pizza cold. <laughs> the proper way. The feline way. Your pizza is served cold and delivered within 72 hours. Ah, <laughs> uh, we deliver you a pizza the day after you want it, after it's been sitting in a refrigerator. <laughs> Frozen to an icy crisp and delivered to you by fastest ship. <laughs> <laughs> we put a stick in it and then you just lick it. <laughs> Our pizza costs 9 million credits. Covered in fleek eels. <laughs> Served to you by a droid with an unplaceable accent. <laughs> okay, so, uh... G'day, gotcha pizza here. I'm a droid, I am. Unplaceable, though. Australia doesn't exist in Star Wars. So, uh, here's your pizza and g'day, shrimp on the barbie. Pop, pop, dibbly-doo. Where the hell was that droid from? My that was so confusing. I don't know what's just happening. <laughs> he... he he picked up my pet and called it a vendorant one. I mean, pop, pop, diddly do is the Ithorian greeting of of uh, maximum hatred, so that's weird. But, <laughs> but but the rest of it, the rest of it made no sense at all. He wasn't even speaking basic. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, she's heard that Havens are very quick to make decisions, and so she's like, "I just need a little time to make up my mind. Can you give me thirty days?" Yeah, and they're and, like, they're like, why thirty days? And she's like, well, I have a lot of very specific Princess Leia things I need to do. I've right. got plot stuff to do. I yeah. gotta go uh, do a diplomat thing in like a couple days. Yeah, she has to go deal with some verpines and some barabels, and we get we'll talk about that. We've met barabels before. Oh yeah, we've we've definitely met those little cheeses and wax coverings. Yeah, yeah, the Bonnie Bells, the Lizard Man race of Star Wars, one yeah. of the three. Uh, but this is our first time getting a chance to really get to know some verpines, which is going to be fun to talk about. They're basically mantis bug dudes. Yeah, I almost rad. did that for my uh, bonus content, mm-hmm. but I wasn't sure how deep this book was going to get into verpine. I think this one goes pretty far in. I think we actually do get out. Well, to it goes planets. real deep. Yeah, so uh, deep it puts my ass to sleep. <laughs> This these chapters almost put my ass to sleep. <laughs> but anyway, Isolder basically tries to play this like a true pickup arts, and he's like, "Yeah, of course, you take all the time you need, my beautiful lady, as long as I am also there." Look, you can go do whatever diplomatic things you want, as long as I get to look at that butt. Yeah. So she's like, uh, "Okay, I'm a big dumb idiot. How about dinner tonight in my quarters?" <laughs> and it, right at this point. 
I mean, she's looking for Han at the moment. She knows he was up on that balcony, and he has clearly left. Yeah. And somehow she is still getting browbeaten into taking a dinner, like the sexiest of dinner requests. So he basically goes for a Netflix and chill. <laughs> well, and it's her suggestion. It's not like he sold her goes, very well, you have 30 days. How about I come up and see you sometime? <laughs> She's just like, okay, 30 days. That sounds great. Anyway, did you want to come have a candlelit dinner in my room? Yeah, I'll put. I'll show you my holodovian super etchings. My holodovian super etchings. Man, we've been talking about the holodovian etchings since the first episode of the first uh, <laughs> Shadows of the Empire. That's uh, that's an old one. It's old. It's old, Jimmy. It's old hat. Yeah, so basically- I'll also show you my old hat. <laughs> That's what I call my vagina. <laughs> <sighs> That's just sad. <laughs> that that made me sad on the inside. <laughs> so she basically just straight up hits on him, which is such a weird thing. Here's, here's what I need to know right now, John, and I don't know if these two chapters are going to help us understand it. What is the Facebook relationship status of Han and Leia at the moment? Also, publicly, what is it? Because, I mean, even if they were like, we're super in love, we're planning on getting married. We are always together when we can be. Like, this is a very firm, exclusive relationship. But does anyone else know? Like, have they gone ahead and been like, hi, I'm, you know, your diplomat. And this is one of your biggest generals. And we are definitely together, everyone in the Republic. I mean, part of it is that Han is just now returning to see Leia for the first time in five months. Yeah. he's But it's not like he's just been off doing smuggler shit, because that appears to be a part of his life he's left behind in this storyline. Instead, he's been off in five months in command of a Mon Calamari battlecruiser chasing after a Super Star Destroyer. Yes. Like, he's doing military stuff. He's left to go do military. Yeah, he is one of the main generals of the New Republic. He joined Army, mother. <laughs> These are his rewards. <laughs> These are from Army. <laughs> I got this one for marksmanship. <laughs> so, uh, but, but, so we have no idea what the relationship status is, but it appears to be a big deal. Like, each time they see each other, it's like, oh, I love you. I love you as well. Let's make smooches. Oh, I haven't seen you in so long. I need... I need to have the, the gentle caress of your, your touch upon my face. But even then, the first thing we see Leia do, other than sit passively and accept presence, is go like, ooh, why don't you come to my room? Come on to my house and my house. <laughs> I'm going to make you candy. <laughs> now, by her room, what we really mean is her stateroom on the Rebel Dream, which is her flagship. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, she notices that Han is gone. And so she's like, uh, Han, whenever he gets upset or jealous, he retreats to the Millennium Falcon to work on it with his hands, his big, strong hands. They're and so he, callous. And he does it alone. He works with his hands solo, <laughs> which is, believe it or not, is a joke you're missing currently because you haven't seen the movie Solo yet. Good. Yeah. Good luck. His, his last name uh, is literally that. Uh, Fuck that part of that movie. The rest of it was fine. Okay, anyway, uh, so she's like, well, he's off working on the Millennium Falcon. I bet he's all sweaty. He might have even unbuttoned his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is another book where, like Shadows of the Empire, Leia is just going to spend the entire book going, I'm in love with every boy. <laughs> yeah, she's basically a, an embodiment of Star Wars teen girl squad. Yes. She's like, I'm going to join these hapies because the gifts they gave me are so good. Look, look at all this cool jewelry I got and a sweet plant that'll make me smart when I'm old. Oh, no. Hape and gun have commanded. Hapies. <laughs> <laughs> a wave of hapies. A wave of hapies. Oh, my God. A wave of hapies. <laughs> <laughs> so so she heads off to the Mon Ramonda. Or, I'm sorry. His, his ship is parked in the Rebel Dream. Yeah. Uh, he has moved his ship from the Mon Ramonda to the Rebel Dream. So he's in the hangars of the Rebel Dream working on the Millennium Falcon. Uh, and we get, at the beginning of chapter three here, we get a brief moment of leia Chewy interaction, which has been sorely missed for uh, several books in a row now. Uh, as as uh, she walks up, Chewie just kind of stands up. The two of them are working on various shield parts and junk and stuff inside the Falcon. Kind of honks at her a little bit, uh -huh. gives, gives her a big hug, and walks out. He wants no part of their dumb shit. He has learned how to, po uh, how to finally live with Leia. Oh, yeah. He's like, all right, I see Leia's here. I'm going to leave before you two start going at each other or whatever. in one way or another. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to do the bare minimum interaction, or as I call it, my friendship with Princess Leia. I'm going to just give you a hug and leave. <laughs> Goodbye. So that's exit Chewbacca, stage left. <laughs> Good day, Harn. Uh, I'm out. <laughs> I have a half gargle, half moan I'm late for somewhere. <laughs>
there is a dangle ham with my name on it in the adjacent garage. <laughs> uh, I'll see you never, hopefully. Oh, it's Leia. Remember those dumb shit times with Prince Shizor? Of course you don't. Goodbye. <laughs> Remember when I kept trying to save you and you were a big dumb asshole? Uh, uh, always so nice to see you, Mindy. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just take my leave. <laughs> so this begins the exciting fencing match that is the romance of Han Solo and Princess Leia in this book, uh, which is that Leia is tender and friendly unless Han says the wrong thing, uh, in which case she, she immediately snaps at him with, well, maybe I'll wi- I will marry that prince then, you dumb jerk. Uh, this happens a thousand times. Yeah. She keeps coming up and she's like, Han... It's so nice to see you. Obviously, I haven't told that Hapen ambassador guy that I'm going to marry him because I just need some time to work through this. You know, obviously, I love you. Obviously, I love you, and we're together. We're a boyfriend and girlfriend. This is a couple that we are. And Han's like, I know. That guy gives me the heebie-jeebies. Well, then maybe you should get the fuck off off uh, this planet because I'm going to marry his ass, and I'm going to eat his weird foreign dick immediately. (laughs) And he's like, what? (laughs) The, The weird thing to me is Han's like, Okay, back in the day, as we have mentioned in the previous chapter, I had some dealing where some Hapen battleship blew up a bunch of smuggler dudes that I was with. Yeah, I watched a ton of my friends die to a Hapen battle dragon. So I've got I've got some Hapen baggage, mm-hmm. but even then he's like, hey, uh, I get a weird thing off this guy and I don't like it. I don't like this situation. I don't like anything that's going on. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, you don't like what's going on? Well, how about fuck you then, buddy? <laughs> Well, maybe you'll like it when I start fucking that guy. Hey, can I use one of the rooms on the Falcon? Huh? And he's like, and he's like, wait, hold, hold on. What? That feels like a feels like you kind of escalated very quickly. <laughs> it is amazing that Leia just goes like zero to sixty mm-hmm. instantly on yeah. this, where she's like, "Oh, Han, don't you know that I love you?" And Isolder is just some guy, but I've got to be careful because you know it's a delicate diplomatic situation. He's like, "Yeah, I know," but also, I mean fuck that guy and she's like no oh i'll tell you what's gonna escalate the dick of princey solder <laughs> right my old hat <laughs> so, so anyway that's she she kind of storms off with sort of a oh I, I believe the end of this one is is she starts the conversation deciding that she's ki- gonna keep it a secret from han that she's having dinner with princey solder in her in her stateroom Oh, no. She, the very she beginning. told him. No, it, it, I know. But at the beginning, she said she wasn't ready to tell him. When the conversation starts, she's like, well, I'm going to tell him about the conversation I had with Princey Solder, except for the part where he's having dinner in my stateroom. I'm not ready to reveal that to Han yet. And by the end, she uses it as a weapon where he's like, he's like, I don't know. I just get the heebie-jeebies about this, and I'm worried about our relationship. And she's like, oh, you're worried about our relationship? What you should worry about is I'm going to have dinner with him in our stateroom in about an hour and a half. Fuck you. I was going to invite you. No, you weren't. You were, you were, you were going to not tell him about it. <laughs> remember that? Remember the beginning of the conversation when you laid out your plans? You were going to keep it a secret. And now instead, you're using it as a weapon. Where she's uh, where she's like, oh, I was going to invite you, but now you might as well just stay here in the Falcon with Chewie. And he's like, well, I guess I'll come then. I guess. Am I, am I invited? Well, it doesn't matter. She stormed off. And since we've established through years of talking about Star Wars now that they don't use telephones. No. You have to send messenger droids or secret codes or something. you got to have hollow vids and shit. Yeah, or send droids to the sands of Tatooine that will only open for the princess, and only if you know the password, which is the planet she's the princess of. <laughs> so, uh, uh, anyway, she storms off. Han gets mad, keeps working on the Falcon for a while, thinks about it. But before he has a chance to really do anything else, Isolder shows up. Yeah, it's Isolder and... Horm? Threcken Horm, who's our, our Baron Harkonnen for the week, or, or for the episode. Yeah. He's, he's the floating, fat, Alderanian dude. Who, he's, uh, he's the chunky statesman with the floating chair who's a sex machine to all the ladies. <laughs> Horm! As far You're as he knows. damn right. He's never seen his sex machines. <laughs> I've got all these sex machines. I call them my old hats. Everyone <laughs> hey, on Alderaan did. Who wants to see my old hats? <laughs> I've got a selection of uh, Eldradian sex machines here for your pleasure. <laughs> I don't know, of course, what pleasure is anymore. I I have become uh, too too fat. I am, I am far too morbid <laughs> in the downstairs area. <laughs> oh, I can't even tell what's going on below basically the bust. <laughs> But I do know that 99% of the Sibians in the galaxy were destroyed in the assault on Alderaan, and I have the remaining three. Look at them. <laughs> Great. 
Anyway, he is taking uh, Princey Solder on a tour of the Rebel Dream. So he's well, walking. And here's the hangar. And, mm-hmm. Oh, as you can see, here's one of our great generals. And of course, it's not just the two of them. Also, we have Isolder's guard, the sexy lady guard. Uh, yeah, which he's got two guards, but one of them is particularly sexy. Yeah, that's Captain Astarta, and she's going to be a character who gets a name and a story and everything. But basically, just like any other hapen, whenever you meet them, we have to pause for a second while we just sort of lavish praise on how sexified this whole race is. Can I say, in this chapter, it's very weird to me that the praise of Isolder and how sexy he is comes pretty much exclusively from Han. Yeah, Han and it's like, just a tiny bit from Threken. Like, Leia, yeah. her inner monologue is like, man, that guy's pretty. Mm-hmm. I don't mind looking at him. And that's basically it. But Han is sitting there like, ooh, look at that tight shirt he's wearing. You can definitely see the definition of his muscles. And, oh, he's got a strong jawline and those eyes. The like, eyes are... What is happening, Han? Well, he's getting super jealous is the problem. He's He he's, has already more or less convinced himself that he's lost. Oh, yeah. Well, so, I mean, when he goes, he you could just have him the same way Leia does be like, oh, man, that guy's really good looking. And look at me. I'm just some scruffy nerf herder. And mm-hmm. he's a prince that has a shitload of money. And I'm just some guy. Yeah. But he, instead, he goes in detail. He's yeah. Like, imagine if look we, at the pants he's wearing. They're tight enough that I can see the outline of his dongus. <laughs> imagine if he had gone into this much detail when he was describing how he isn't as good as Luke. <laughs> Oh, well, he's a mighty Jedi warrior, and you're a princess, and I'm, of course, just some fucking guy. Man, just have you seen oh Luke? My, oh, my God, that farm boy chin. It looks like he got a scar from a car accident at some point. It just gives him character. <laughs> oh, I mean, you could tell he worked on a farm. Have you seen those calves? Oh, have you heard him do his Joker voice? It gets me wet immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a guy. I, it, it, look, it's like someone just threw my old hat in the ocean, okay? <laughs> that's what it's like. Salty and cold. <laughs> hey, that's just our ocean. <laughs> it, it's like someone threw my old hat into the big wet lube oceans of Lubicon 4. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, he spends a lot of time describing Isolder, and it's something that has become a trend in the book already in three chapters, is that Everyone who is sexy has eyes the color of the sky of their homeworld. Yeah. So with him, with Isolder, it's eyes as gray as the hapen seafoam sky. Because we later have to figure out how hot Captain Astarta is, and she has eyes as deep blue as the homeworld of her, uh, or her homeworld, uh, Pharrell or whatever it was. Yeah. And she's just as happy as her homeworld, Pharrell. <laughs> she's so happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So Isolder is... Sh- basically wants to walk right up to the Falcon. Threken's trying to get him to go the other way. He's like, I don't want to be a part of a dumb confrontation. So, yeah, that's the Millennium Falcon. It's the famous crappy ship that we keep having to talk about. Let's, yeah, well, I let's... mean, he, he is like, this is our super rad general, Han Solo. He mm-hmm. does army stuff for us in army. As far as I know, he is not in an exclusive relationship with Princess Leia. It would be useful information, but Had I do... Had I known that, yeah. I may have steered you away from here. I... <laughs> Definitely, I would not have steered you away from Leia, though, because that dude is gung-ho to get those two together. Oh, that guy is just like, yo, can I, like, play kiss the girl and serenade you two? Because, <laughs> Jesus, I want you two boning down as fast as possible. With his ultra-fat guy voice. He sounds like Phil Collins does before he starts singing. <laughs> you know, like where you hear his real voice briefly. His real to... voice is like, hello everybody, I'm Phil Collins, here we go. <laughs> I can feel it coming. And you're like, yeah. wait, what? what? How did, how, it's how did the that same happen? thing like fucking, uh, what's his nuts? Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, Ozzy Osbourne too, Ozzy Osbourne yeah. is just like, and then he starts singing and he's like, ha ha ha! Yeah, like, it's, wait, hold on. It's amazing. It, but So Threckenhorm basically is trying to match make those two. Uh, he briefly considers pulling uh, Isolder away when he realizes that there's some tension between the two guys, because Isolder very clearly knows. Oh, yeah. And Han comes out, and he's just like, hey, Isolder, you fuck man. Did you know that I'm in a committed relationship with the woman you're trying to marry? It's like the first thing out of his mouth. He's like, oh, I see, Prince Isolder. Well, we have much in common. We both want to fuck Leia, but I get to. Yeah, because we're lovers, you see. You see, the two of us, we bone down. We go to bone town. (laughs) 
we've, we've crossed that ride. You know, for for a Star Wars term, we've crossed the Lubicon together. <laughs> <laughs> the Lubicon. Okay, so basically, Isolder is very game to engage in this kind of banter, and he's like. When Threckenhorn's like, well, come on, let's just go. Let's just, come on, He's man. like, Pull no, back. I need to see this uh, Millennium Falcon up I close. I would like to see it. Also, this Han Solo is merely attempting to keep his woman in battle. He is a warrior, and I appreciate that, even though I will take her from him. I don't know why I've decided he's got that accent. I don't it's, know either. Yeah, it just feels right to me. Because Isolde is just like, oh, yeah, you're... Because you are a general, I assume you are a warrior, mm-hmm. and because of that, I get it. You'll fight for what you want. That's cool. I'm going to fight for her, too, because I also want her. Yeah. In my mind, I think the accent's coming from Han probably perceiving this guy as a foreign threat, where he's like, he's Han, like oh, thinking that this guy is basically a bodice ripper. Yeah, he's basically like, oh, that guy's probably some sort of dirty Greek. <laughs> some kind of dirty Greek. <laughs> I don't want him getting his olive oily pubic hair anywhere near my wonderful woman. <laughs> Yes. He'll probably wine and dine her with his weird bowl of fur and tentacles that they call food. <laughs> Spadacopita! Spadacopita! <laughs> uh, but basically, he invites uh, Isolder onto the ship and gives him a quick tour. And, you know, it's pretty professional. He's like, yeah, look at this thing. Look at this thing. This thing works like this. He's like, wow, I can't believe this thing flies. Yeah, Isolder's more or less just sort of polite and fascinated. But at the end, he's like, I cannot believe this thing. I'm going to stop the accent. I can't believe this thing fucking flies. And And... Han's like, yeah, but it really does, and it's done a lot of really cool shit. And he's like, have you ever heard of a Hapen battle dragon? Huh? And Han's like, yeah, I watched one kill like 59 of my friends. <laughs> and he's like, how about I give you one of those, and you fuck along and just let me have Leia? Yeah, he's like, I will give one to you, but you must promise to go far, far away from here. I wanted Han to be like, yeah, okay, and then just not. I mean, what's he going to do, get the ship back? No, uh, take backsies. You didn't You didn't stick to my well, weird I mean, agreement. At that point, he has decided to entirely fuck the Hapen relationship. <laughs> that is true. But anyway, he's I like... I mean, he's basically decided to do that anyway with his weird, dumb no, bullshit. he absolutely has. But basically, Isolder tries to bribe him into leaving. He's just like, I'll give you a Hapen Battle Dragon, a 400-meter-long mega battleship, and it can be yours, provided you stop dating Princess Leia and just scoot along now and let me have her. He's basically trying to already ziff the situation. And, you know, Han, of course, goes, no, man, f- fuck you. And he's <laughs> like, oh, good. I just wanted to make sure that you were actually worthy of her. I just wanted to go, no, nah, I-, I have the Millennium Falcon. It's the coolest ship in Star Wars. It's it's official. I mean, it wins every fan poll. <laughs> <laughs> What are you going to offer me? The Willennium Falcon? No, I don't need that. So. But. (laughs) Now that I think about it. I do want to get jiggy with that ship. (laughs) And by that I mean put my dick in it. (laughs) I did the Kessel Run in Jiggy Point 2. (laughs) Ah, Jiggy Point 2, the sequel to getting jiggy with it. (laughs) So. (laughs) So basically. Prince Isolder is more or less pleased that Han refuses to take a bribe and leave. But as he's getting ready to leave the ship, Han spins him around and is like, hey, I don't get it, man. This this doesn't make any sense to me. Why are you trying to muscle in on my action when you're like a weird space dude from a faraway isolationist culture? Look, there are so many royalty families out here. Yeah. You could have a bunch of different princesses, ones with more money and more to offer you. Yeah, you could marry that fish lady I did in the bonus content a while back. Remember her? Scoobaroo from the planet uh-huh. Wooskatoofaroo or whatever it was? You, you remember? You could go fuck Scooby-Doo from Wooly Booly. <laughs> I uh, hear she likes to do it in the back of a van. And, you know, Isolde's just like, oh, I have my reasons. Yeah. Oh, there are, there are good reasons why I'm doing this. You don't need to worry about that. The important thing is that I will definitely get Princess Leia, and there is nothing you can do about it. I am so getting in that, and you cannot stop me. <laughs> uh, you might say that her stateroom is my haberdashery, because when I leave... <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. So he he uh, he leaves, and Han actually kind of has a grudging respect for him too. Yeah. He's kind of like, oh, that guy's super hot and huge and muscly. Remember when we got the question a couple weeks back about who should who the Rock should play? It really feels like this is definitely a good character for the Rock. I mean, <laughs> because the dude is described as having like mega rippling chest muscles and stuff. Oh yeah, so, uh, there is there was a thing I was going to do for bonus content as well, but there isn't enough information, mm-hmm. and I feel like I should throw it out there now because I fucking love it well i sure hope you do so <laughs> looking up stuff on the hapen people there is a ceremony mm-hmm. that is there are three big ceremonies for the hapens there is no information on what happens 
during them, mm-hmm. but one of them is the preliminary judging of muscles. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I hope you have to bounce stuff back and forth between your two pecs. Right? Like, the only people in the world who can do it are The Rock and Terry Crews. Yeah, they just have pec contests. <laughs> like, that's pretty much it. There there was more information on the preliminary judging of muscles than any other thing on Hapi's culture. Mm-hmm. And it was just, oh, what happens? It's like the swimsuit competition, but it's a bunch of dudes come out and they're like, look at all my muscles. And then people go, hmm, mm-hmm. yes. I do like those muscles. Let me judge your muscles. We're going to keep this a big secret, though, from the rest of the galaxy. No one may know about the Hapen pecs. <laughs> these these Hapen muscle contests, <laughs> we need to keep a tight secret. Tight as those buns. But you got to stay in shape your whole life. Otherwise, they'll start to drope down and you'll get those Hape titties. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Put them on the glass. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, yeah, Isolder leaves the Falcon and Han watches him go. And he's like, damn, that dude's sexy. Maybe I should get that dude. Look at that. Oh, man. Look at, look at them silk drawers he's wearing. That's like two concrete biscuits getting in a fight in there. <laughs> I love that he's leaving, but I, I also love to watch him go. <laughs> so Han gets dressed up in his finest military blues. And he invades the dinner of Isolder and Leia. Yeah. He shows up because technically he's a big old general and he's on the ship and he, there's no way anyone's going to well, stop him. I mean, him. he was technically invited. But he is half an hour late. Yeah, which, okay, you are insanely jealous of this Hapen guy. And you know that he's going to be having dinner with your lady and that he wants your lady how are you half an hour late? Yeah, what is he doing that he's half an hour late? Is he just moping in the Falcon? What's going on? Right? I'm like, I guess... Does he think it's cool? Maybe he needed to go to the laundromat and get his blues pressed? I don't know, man. That might be, but I, he also might just think it's normal to show up half an hour late to things and he thinks it's super rad. But, man, if I was worried, if I was insane with jealousy, the last thing I would do is give the, the my opponent an extra half hour of free time. Yeah, right? This is a big old head start. So anyway, he barges in, and Leia is instantly mad at him. She doesn't say anything, but she's staring daggers at him. Oh, yeah. And the other person who is also at the dinner again is Threkin, Threkin Horm. And he's just there to be a supervisor. Mm-hmm. He's pretty much there so that they leave room for Jesus. <laughs> More or less. And Isolder is telling some fun stories, but Han sits down and is served some dinner. And this begins the dumbest dinner conversation of Star Wars history. Well, I love that Horm immediately attempts to sabotage Han. Yeah. Because he's like... Hey, Han, why don't you tell Leia what you told Isolder today? Which is, you immediately walked out and said, we're fucking, (laughs) me and Leia, we go to Bone Zone. Yeah, but thankfully, Isolder seems to be playing this very fair, for the most part, when it comes to being Isolder was like, oh, yes, uh... He told me about the Falcon and about your diplomatic tours. And yeah. Isolder doesn't seem to want to cheat this system by, but he doesn't want to win by, by whining, basically. Yeah. So, so uh, when, when Threken tries to ruin the conversation, Isolder, who more and more seems like a pretty good dude, yeah. kind of jumps in and he's like, oh, yeah, I went on a tour of the Falcon and he was very j- gracious and, and walked me through. Uh, we, and, and uh, you know. I appreciate what he does, and I, I've always been fascinated by his history because little did you guys know, I used to be a pirate myself. Yeah, he's a smuggler, and, you know, I did a little bit of that smuggles in my time. I was a pirate-type man, a privateer. And they're like, what? But aren't you like the crown prince of, of Hapes or whatever? And, and he's he- like, well, yeah, but someone killed my brother, and I was pretty sure it was an assassination, but it was done by a pirate, so I joined the pirates to find the pirate that killed my brother. So he ran away from being the Prince of Hapes, because he abandoned all of his throne and shit, and, and was incommunicado for two years as he spent time gallivanting around as a privateer in the Hapes sector. Yeah, with uh, a bunch of apparently Corellian pirates? Also regular Hapes privates, because this is also a chapter where we're going to learn some history about how Hapes works, which is some nonsense. That basically he's like, well, yes, our ours, our group, our human race is based on a family of pirates. Originally, pirates settled Hapes, and they would leave the women there, and then they would rush off. And every time they kidnapped women, they only kidnapped the most beautiful. Yeah. And then they'd bring them back, and then they, those women would raise their boys to be pirates. Anything but cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so that's why everyone's super hot, because it was all kidnapped hot women and cool pirates. Yeah, it was just... The sexiest ladies around, and that's why our entire race is sex havers yeah. now. And he's like, but now we've we've kind of calmed down and abandoned piracy, but still, piracy's in the blood of many hapen men. So when they get bored of their weird well, matriarchal yeah, because, society... Because it's all run by women now, yeah. because as soon as the pirates got shut down, it was just the women left on the planet, and they were like, you know what? Fuck y'all. 
we're going to take charge. Mm-hmm. And so sisters ma- doing it for themselves. Yeah. And so now that the men are like, oh, we just basically don't have a lot of position of power. So, you know, if you get bored as a dude, you just go be a pirate. Yeah. You go off for an exciting life of being the Dread Pirate Roberts for a while. Yeah. And Everyone. All of them. Every single one of them, which is weird because they're also super aggressive towards pirates and kill them constantly, which is Leia immediately points out as a problem because how did he not get killed by his own mom during that time? Well, yeah. She was like, oh, that's very impressive because it means not only were you fighting against like trying to find this other pirate, but also just the Hapen military didn't know you were on any of those ships, so they could have just murdered you. And he was like, well, yes, but I am a super flexy, ultra cool muscle dude, and so they never caught up to me. I'm the Dash Rendar of Hapes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's uh, it's a thing that where I'm like, it almost makes sense that he was like, oh, I went into hiding because... I think the assassin was sent by my aunt, and she wants the throne, and as soon as my brother and I are both gone, then her kid would go to the throne. Yeah, but the problem is that it doesn't completely make sense, because if she currently outranks her aunt, if he does, why doesn't he just direct the entire Hapen military to, to solve this dumb crime and put his aunt, his aunt into trouble? Well... I don't understand what you're talking about. What, what I'm saying mean? is, if he thinks, he's like, my brother's been killed. I suspect an assassin. The only way I can possibly solve this problem is to go into hiding. And it's like, no, you have unlimited power as the Prince of Hapes. You go get this shit figured out yourself. Even if you think it was your aunt, you outrank her. Just put her in exile until you figure this shit out. Yeah, but if he's doing that and she sends another assassin to kill him while he's trying to do that. Oh, yeah. So he's wor- way worried about a single assassin, but definitely not worried about being a pirate fighting the Hapen military for two years. Well, it's because he knows the Hapen military. He knows their <laughs> movements. But he also is quite good at dealing with assassins, as we will learn later in, in just a few uh, pages in this. Ooh, spoilers. I know, right? But uh, anyway, it it doesn't make any sense. Ultimately, this dude survived because he's a main character in this book, and that's that's pretty much it. Nah. He's like, I spent two years at pirate school to kind of get away from my mom and really find myself, you know? Yeah, well, you know, sometimes you just got to be a pirate for a while. Sometimes you just got to be a pirate for a while. For most of us, it's just that you download a bunch of Metallica shit off Napster. But for this guy... This guy? He downloaded a car. <laughs> you wouldn't download a car, would you? Yes! Yes, I would! I obviously it, would. Everyone would download a car if it was available, because it wouldn't destroy the original car. <laughs> it's not saying you wouldn't make a copy of a car, would you? Yes! I completely would! Yeah, that would be great. That would save me a lot of time and money. Oh no, I'm destroying the American auto industry. It's not like oligarchs haven't been doing that for centuries. <laughs> Oh, it's just, it's me? You're telling me it's me who did that by by making a spare copy of a, a 2008, like, uh, you know, Ford Escort or whatever, or Ford Probe or whatever? My $8,000 car is going to be the problem? It's not It's not because you killed off the pension programs? That's good to know. Thank you, movie industry. <laughs> Mad about commercials. So angry at a thing that doesn't exist. I know. <laughs> I'm so angry at the hypothetical person that is angry at me for the hypothetical thing that I did that does not exist. It's it's a lot of hypothetical layers, but definitely we would both download a car. But once you boil it down, I would download the fuck out of anything. I don't care. Yeah, completely. I don't give one shit. Uh, okay, so uh, moving forward from here, uh, the the dinner continues, I guess. Oh, yeah. Well, we get, you know, basically the end of dinner and they have some talks and you pretty much do get the idea that like, yeah, man, Isolder's pretty decent of a guy like Ev- Horm tries a couple more times to fuck up like Han's shit. Yeah. And every time a soldier's like, hey, shut the fuck up, you bastard. I'm in charge. I'm going to win this by being a big, muscly dude with sexy gray eyes. I've already got all of the advantages. I really don't need you in my corner, bro. Th- thanks, random fat dude. You can just, you're dismissed. <laughs> you're, you're okay. Float along now. Yeah, th- that's basically what happens with Horm. But when dinner ends, Han gets up, you know, to leave, and he, he gives Princess Leia her kiss goodnight. But then so does he soldier. He gives, gives Han a big kiss goodnight. And it's weird that that's the way this is going. It's definitely not that I'm making this up. <laughs> no. Isolder leans in for a kiss on Leia, which turns into like a full-blown make-out session in front of Han. Oh, yeah. Because at first, it's from like Han's point of view, and he's like, oh, yeah. He, he goes in for a kiss, which happens with a lot of diplomats. They'll mm-hmm. just do that sort of diplomatic kiss goodnight thing that's it's so European. Mm-hmm. And instead of just being like, okay, goodnight, it's like, Hey, yeah. <laughs> let me just let me just work my tongue in there. Oh, oh, hang on. The type of kissing we do on Hapes involves a pinky in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they it's it's like they kiss for a while, then for a while longer. Now they're really leaning into it, and both of them are super into it. I'm worried. Leia about, lifts one of her legs. Hans, all getting worried about it. Like 
basically you just picture the whole thing from Han, looking at Han as he watches this happen, and like he's like, guys, guys, and then like panties hit him in the face. <laughs> that's that's basically the kind of kiss that's happening here. And at this point, you'd think that he'd be like, oh, well, I guess now I'm going to be the last one to leave because we're going to have a conversation about the kiss that just happened right in front of me. We need to have that's that's what we need to. I mean, even if it's a simple conversation, even if it's like, hey, are we exclusive right now? Because you seem to be making out with a prince. <laughs> also, I need to say this. Didn't mention it, but when Isolde uh, says that he was a pirate, fucking Han has a weird panic attack moment. That's right, yeah. Where he, like, stands up and is all, like, dizzy and confused and then slumps back down into his seat. And you're like, Han, you just straight freaked out because you're like, oh, no, this guy is not only better than me in every way, he also has my shtick. Yeah, he has the one thing I had going for me, which is that I'm a charming rogue with a with a uh, dirty past. And no, he had to take that too. But Han's reaction is to like stand up, stand up, like, and like the walls are getting smaller. Oh, oh my oh, my oh. tongue feels all thick, and I I can't think. I've got real bad cotton mouth, guys. I'm sorry. I spent a half hour being late because I was coughing up in the parking lot, just vaping. Just the the mental image to me of. Isolde sitting there going like, oh yes, you know, at one point in time I joined pirates, I was trying to find my brother's killer, and then Han just like, standing suddenly <laughs> up, like hitting the table and all the like, cutlery rattles, and he's like, <laughs> and then he just sits back down, and you're like, what <laughs> the fuck was that? Are you okay? Do we need to dial whatever 911 is in space? <laughs> 420, what's your emergency? <laughs> Our dude had way too much 420, what do we do? <laughs> Oh, just tuck him up under a big bed sheet and put on uh, Braveheart. <laughs> There's someone in my house. No, I'm not. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, Isolde just lays a big old wet smacker on the lips on uh, on Princess Leia. I'm oh, yep. sorry, a big wet slapper. I think it was <laughs> big wet slapper. <laughs> a big slapper on the lips. Yep. Uh, on on Leia. Han leaves. He's confused and concerned, but he doesn't have the wherewithal to actually say anything. Yeah, he just leaves i was like hold on you (laughs) you just saw the person that you thought you were in a committed relationship with straight make out with someone in front of you and not even be like whoa hold on there buddy she was just like "Ooh, that was good anyway night yeah get out now (laughs) Uh, what i need to go reshape my old hat (laughs) and then fucking he shows up the next day with flowers flowers to, to be like I'm sorry. Uh, obviously, this is my fault. I, I'm sorry you wanted to completely bone down with that dude and just let him give you the makeouts. What's up with this traditionalism? This is killing me. Where he shows up with flowers, to, he's like, I'm sure I must have done something wrong to cause you to act in such a manner. Look, I'm I'm sure I was very rude to his soldier, and that was wrong of me. I don't think I did anything wrong, but you seem to, so I mowed the lawn. <laughs> I got you these chocolates. <laughs> Can we just go back to our usual terse relationship? Uh, And, you know, Leia sees the flowers and is like, oh, thank you. I'm so glad that you uh, have decided to apologize. You know, last night was very weird. You know that I love you, but I've got to go on this, like, weird diplomatic thing. And And, and his response is to be like, well, yeah, I love you too, and I'm very confused, but but I don't trust this guy. He, he seems like a slime. He's a slime, I think. And he doesn't say, you know, because he came on, or he does eventually say this, but he's not like, because he threatened me on the ship. But he's like, I know slime. I'm slime. And you're dating me, and I'm slime. You shouldn't date any slime, so don't date him. Instead, date slime like me. Yeah. And she's like, what? Wait, what do you call him slime for? What are you being an, what? You're being an asshole instead of just explaining things. And he's like, finally, he drops his actual evidence, which is he tried to buy me off of dating you with a free spaceship. And her response is insane. Her, this is the most insane part of the entire thing. The two of them are both just awful in this scene. Both of them. They're both terrible. Because he he can't just come to a point. He has to kind of weirdly make random accusations and shit. Oh, yeah. He just comes out and he's like, this, this random diplomat guy who has been nothing but friendly, he's a fuck man. And you're like, I'm sorry, what? Huh? Yeah, he's a real piece of shit. Oh, he's the worst. And then when and she gets mad about that, she's like, "How dare you make an accusation of that? That's completely unfounded." Which be- it's because he hasn't said anything yet. So when he's like, "Oh well, I have this evidence. He tried to buy me off with a free space battle cruiser if I would just leave you alone," and her response is, "Well, maybe you should go get the battle cruiser while you're still getting something out of this deal, you dickhead." Yeah, the fact that she again in this scene just goes from like, 
oh, Han, I love you, and I would never marry him. And I'm very I, I, understanding. I, I definitely see. I get that you're jealous, but you don't need to worry. Yeah, I am jealous, and I also don't like that guy. Don't like him? Well, let's see how much you don't like him when his dick's in me, huh? Yeah, it just seems it's happened two or three times at this point where he's trying not to escalate, but he is trying to share his feelings, and her response to his feelings is, oh, oh, I'm going to cuck you. <laughs> they have... At least in these first four chapters, the worst relationship. They really do. They have such a dysfunctional, fucked up relationship where it's like, what is it? Uh, We have a relationship where, of course, we both really love each other. We haven't told anyone that for some reason. And if anything, like any small thing goes wrong in our relationship, we immediately devolve into a screaming match where we threaten to like leave one another. Yeah, they have no stability. No. There's nothing. There's no ability to be open with each other. Yeah. The second one of them's like, I'm kind of worried or I'm kind of jealous. The other person is like, oh, you have feelings, do you? Well, Well, fuck you. I sense weakness. (laughs) Yeah, that's basically what happens. This is a relationship that could produce Kylo Ren. This is not a relationship that could produce Jason and Jaina. No, this is very much the, uh, if this is the relationship you have, obviously your kid's all fucked up. Yeah, that's, oh, I, I guess Jason does eventually go to the dark side, but but still, this is the Kylo Ren, Han and Leia, yeah. right here. They, they're fucking- or like Kylo Ren is a four-year-old and he's just sitting there and can hear them arguing in the other room. It's like, <laughs> it's our son's you- fault. We are fighting about our son whose fault this is. <laughs> just sitting in there, well, why don't you take your son and I'll go fuck his shoulder? Oh, so he's my son when you fucking hate him, but he's your son when I fucking hate him. <laughs> <laughs> you know how this works. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is such the relationship they have. And you're like, man, whoo, you guys shouldn't be together. Like, Leia, maybe you should just shack up with you, Solder, because the two of you are awful together. <laughs> they really are. I'm just picturing that scene now. I really want <laughs> Leia pops her head out of the hallway. Kylo Ren, or, or whatever, Ben Solo, was sitting there trying to have a fun time playing with his action figures. She's like, you, pay attention to this fight. You're the reason my hat is so old. <laughs> <laughs> The brim of my hat is droopy, and it's because of you. <laughs> so, uh, I, I'm sorry I don't get what you mean, Mother. I'm was... talking about my vagina. <laughs> so I'm four years old. <laughs> well, you got to learn about hats sometime, Join kid. the dark side, kid. <laughs> Hi, I'm Han Solo. Your mother's a bitch, and I hate myself. Fuck you, kid. <laughs> Chewbacca, like trying to hug him. Chewbacca's just like, oh my god, oh no, horn, horn. <laughs> Quick sends a bunch of hearts and a text message to Lumpy. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. I I never appreciated our relationship. I'm so sorry. Tell your mom I'm coming home. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. Finally, Life dead or no? I finally got that box of cigarettes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah they have another huge blowout fight about this and once again oh, this one ends because uh han is basically accusing her of not th- seeing the big picture he's like she, he wants to marry you for weird reasons he, like he said during dinner that he's like oh the reason that i'm gonna marry you isn't because my mom wanted to set us up it's because i saw you on your diplomatic trip to hapes and i've never seen anyone more beautiful and I love you, and yeah. I, I'll always love you. And instead of what Han should have said here is he said to butt out of the reasons why he wants to marry you. He didn't tell me that shit about falling in love with you at first sight. He was like, there are things you don't understand when, when I asked him about this. So he's hiding something. Also, th- what he does tell her is the Alderanians who are surviving want this marriage to happen. So they're going to all push you to do this because they're destitute without Alderan. And here comes a big haping rich prince. It's, it's perfect. They're going to force you into this marriage. And she's like, no, they're not. Threcum would never do do that to me. And then Threken calls. Threken's like, hey, just wanted to make sure you're going to be fucking a soldier. Yeah. Like, literally, that happens in the next... She's like, you're being fucking ridiculous. The Alderanians aren't going to try and force me into this marriage. Ring, ring. Hello, it's Threken Horm. I'm the only person in the galaxy who knows how to use a phone. (laughs) Ring, ring. Hello, phone call here. (laughs) Just wondering about the status of your fuck. Your impending nuptials. They are definitely going to happen, and you are definitely going to marry him. Goodbye. And, 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 you know, as she turns around, Han just gives her the smuggest smile in the world and walks out. Because that's how you end a good conversation, is with a, with a real good, solid walkout. Oh, yeah. He's just like, well, I believe my point is proved. And he just leaves, and you're like, what? 
No, stay- you have the worst relationship. You have nowhere to go right now. Stay in here and hash this shit out. Ugh. But instead, he stomps off, and she calls the only stable, smart person in her life, as far as I can tell, uh, except for Chewbacca, who she won't talk to because he speaks dog, uh, which is Luke. And of course, when she tries to get a hold of Luke, he's on Planet Tula. Tula, yeah. And, you know, calls up, and there's a guy there who's like, oh, uh, Luke's out in the field, but if this is an emergency, we can get him here within an hour. And she's like, oh, yes, please do. It is completely an emergency. And Luke shows up on the holovid, like, out of breath. He has clearly been, like, traveling as fast as he can to get here because he heard that there's an emergency with his sister. What's He's co- like, oh, what's, what's happening? Luke, I like two boys. Fuck. And call. <laughs> so- I mean, that's not too far off, except he's very understanding. Oh, no. Luke's like, oh, I, I get it. I understand. Well, of course, the Hapes people are very important, and I know you love Han, and so you make the decision that's uh, right for you anyway. Fuck off. I don't yeah. care about any of but this. But she's like, you know, he, or he basically says, like, definitely hang out with, with this Hapes guy and try and figure out what's going on, but don't treat him any differently than you treat anyone else. Don't don't think about any of the hapey stuff because the deal is she can't not get married to him and get all the other good hapey shit. Well, yeah. it's it's all or nothing. It's a package deal. Yeah. So he's like, look, if you're gonna marry him, don't marry him because you're gonna get a whole bunch of crap out of it. Yeah. Marry him because you want to. It's not a package deal. You only marry him if you want to deal with his package. Wink. <laughs> I'm Luke Skywalker. I'll be here all week. <laughs> I'm trying to work on my Yoda backwards talking thing. What'd you think of that one? Backwards, huh? pa- backwards his packages. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know what you know. Package this stuff is like on Hapes. Anyway, like I'm, I'm trying to work on my tight five. <laughs> Like a like a tail, most hapen penises are uh. out the out the back. They come. <laughs> Same. Tight fives, they call them. <laughs> they got a tight five out the back. <laughs> so, anyway, that's all we get of Luke this chapter. Except him- for a soldier who's got the back nine, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's working that back 40 <laughs> centimeters. Uh, anyway, Luke's like, hey, just treat him normally as best you could. And then Leia's response to that is, I know what I'll do. Uh, I have to travel to to, Bar- to Verpine so I can deal with those bug people I mentioned a couple of times. Uh, the, basically, the deal with the Verpine, which has not really been discussed on our show yet, uh, the Verpine are these bug people. They have sort of a communal hive mind, but they treat themselves as very individualistic anyway. They're super amazing at building anything technological, so mm-hmm. they're spaceship folks. Yes, and their their thing is, even though they do have a communal hive mind because they all have like basically radio transceivers for the way that they communicate with each other, yeah. they value the individual very highly and so one when one of them goes crazy none of the none of the other ones take any kind of responsibility for it whatsoever even if they should even if they were like their empl- their employer or something they're like i don't know that they're crazy that's the rule like they had a hive queen that went mad and like broke some deal with the barabels mm-hmm. they were like oh we, they, they were supposed to build a bunch of ships for the barabels which as we remember from uh shadows are basically lizard men from star wars who are big and mean but they have a strong respect for jedi oh yeah they're they're big old like alligator men it's like a leather face was a entire alien race they're the only lizard man species in star wars that has tails of any male i, I think yeah. the sea ruby do too but we haven't talked about them yet uh so Basically, the Verpine, some, some lady went crazy in the Verpine species and stopped making spaceships for the Barabels, even though they were contracted to. Yeah. So now the Barabels are planning to sell Verpine body parts to the in- insectivorous Kubaz. Yeah. Uh, al- although she doesn't call them the Kubaz. She calls the them Kubazi. the Kubazi. The Kubazi. Uh, so she has to go out there and kind of unfuck this whole situation. Yeah. More or less. She has to figure out what's going on with the Verpines. It's funny because she immediately figures out. She's like, anytime a Verpine goes crazy, their antenna are damaged. Have no Verpine ever noticed this before? Come on. What the fuck? Anytime some Verpine's like, oh, I I go crazy and I murder people or I, I just lose my shit, it's usually because the antenna gets damaged and they can't be part of the collective anymore. Yeah. And it, apparently Leia's the first person to ever notice this. Yeah. But anyway, she's heading out to Verpine t- on a diplomatic mission regarding all this shit. And her big decision at the end of her section of this chapter, is to go, I know the right thing to do in this situation. I'll invite Isolder to fly with me on my ship for the entire three-week trip. Yep, that ought to do it. That should really negate any problems I have with Han. Yeah, that's definitely... And, and of course, Han can't go. He has to leave on another military engagement. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let Han know that he needs to get off my ship so I can spend three weeks alone with this random prince dude who he is really insecure about, even though we are in a committed relationship. 
Yep. She's kind of doing a off-the-deep-end, learn-to-swim type of situation here, isn't she? <laughs> like, she's going to give him a call in about two weeks and say, Hun, I want to try out being polyamorous. <laughs> <laughs> the, I mean, at least with uh, Han, he was like, oh, yeah, I know. I need some time to think about things is always the I get a call a week later and it's sorry, I don't want to see you anymore. Mm -hmm. So he's like, I get it. I understand. Uh, The reason I have to fight like this is because if you spend like two weeks off with just some random sex prince, you're definitely going to call back and be like, sorry. Yeah. Although, you know, to Leia's credit, if she does, it's because she saw something in that sex prince. You can't stop her from making life decisions. But still, this isn't a very good one if she's trying to maintain a good relationship with Han at the moment. No. And the thing that angers me the most, I haven't read ahead, but I know that Han is going to be right that Isolder is some kind of bad guy, and I hate that he has zero proof or reason to think that, but he does. It caused Leia to be super angry, but he gets to be smugly correct later. And I know that's going to happen, and it's the, aw, you dumb broads, you don't know anything, but me, a strong man... I know what's right. Actually, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it, but I think this one diverts in an amusing way, where he, where Isolder doesn't necessarily end up being the bad guy. I think he's like the one entire person in the Hapes cluster who's actually kind of an okay dude. <laughs> so, so we've got that to look forward to. But anyway, we finish off the chapter with Isolder. He's in bed in his massive silken prince sheets or whatever. Probably got dinosaurs on them. Oh, yeah. Well, he sleeps in a race car. <laughs> Do you sleep in a race car? I mean, yes. <laughs> he sleeps in a, in a king-sized race car bed when his ultra-sexy mega general with eyes the color of the skies of her home world comes stomping in. And she's like, uh, we received a cryptic message, which leads us to think that there is an assassination attempt that's in place. And he's like, well, what do you mean? What, what assassination attempt? And she's like, a message was received, and it is, the temptress has taken the bait. Deal with her. And he's like, so you think they're going to try and kill Leia? And she says, no, we think they're going to try and kill you. Which is weird, mm-hmm. but okay. Uh, but he's like, no, that's definitely Leia because I'm not a temptress. Uh, so what I want, what I need you to do is assign half of my personal guard to Leia. Which I don't think Leia's going to be cool with. I, I, I like feel if like all of a sudden she wakes up and there's like ten hapens just standing at the ready outside of her room. She's be like... Uh, uh, what? You guys know I have a diplomatic guard of my own, right? I mean, this is yeah, my, we murdered them. This is my <laughs> flagship we're on. This is what are you doing? I didn't, I didn't approve this. I have, I have uh, Republic guards. That's a thing I have. That is a thing that we do here. This is ultra chauvinist. Please do not assign a detail of guards to me. Ugh. But instead, he, she's just like, uh, okay. But if half your guards aren't assigned to you, then who shall protect you? And he throws off his sheet to reveal that he's been sleeping with a gun that he has pointed right at her. And he's like, as always, I shall see after my own needs. Ooh, I'm uh, gonna see after my own needs. Which and is, speaking of, if you if you just get out of the room real quick, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta jerk off this gun. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta watch the Haberdashery Channel. <laughs> so, uh. So yeah, that's that's the way this chapter ends with him revealing that he is so paranoid that he's been painting a gun at his uh his chief guard. Also, that he is particularly concerned that someone in the Hapes high uh, royalty is trying to kill him so that, that his wife, his uh, aunt's daughter, can be the new person yeah, in line he's of succession. Like, the aunt is going to try and murder me. I he know it. I, he apparently doesn't even trust his own mom. Uh, he's he's he specifically thinks Ta'a Chume might have something to do with this too. So there's a lot of intrigue afoot. Oh boy. Hapies. But that's the end of that. That's the end of chapter three and four of uh, the, the Courtship of Princess Leia. John, what did you think? Well, this is garbage. I hate everyone in this except for Isolder at the moment because everyone is just horrible. I'm not even a huge fan of Isolder at the moment, if I'm honest. The moment he was like, oh, she's in a committed relationship, I should, you know, stop. I should I should stop and and reevaluate the situation. I didn't know Han was like doing her now, and they're committed. You say they're committed, and 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 she's chosen to be with him. Okay, then it would be wrong of me to keep pushing on this matter. So no one, no one is the only person who's good so far in this movie. Be, oh, Luke is fine. Luke's fine. He's off investigating things, and Chewbacca saw this shit storm <laughs> approaching and peaced out. Oh yeah, he's like my trick knee is acting up. I realize that a big old Han Leia shit storm is about to start, so uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go. Oh, a Category Five shit storm. I better go check on Young Ben Solo. <laughs> I've got, I'm gonna go hug a kid somewhere. <laughs> so, Just gonna let him know someone cares. Yeah, but otherwise everyone sucks. Ugh. And we haven't even gotten to what that gun does. No. We 
we are still just in the normalcy of this relationship where it hasn't gotten super fucked up. And it's still like, you two shouldn't be together. You're awful together. Yeah, you guys don't belong together at all. I don't think this particular version of Han, I don't think, needs a long-term relationship. No. I think he's a girl in every port Han still. Yeah, he... I don't think he understands how to be in a committed relationship. Honestly, I don't think Leia does either. No, neither of them appear to. I mean, Han's been in long-term committed relationships at, at various points before this, obviously. Like with Zaveri. Yeah. Because Zaveri happened before he even met Leia. Yeah, but Zaveri was also like, I'm not in a committed relationship with you. My only love of this is the sea or whatever. Revenge. I'm, I think I'm was, some kind of pirate. She was some kind of revenge wanter. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, anyway, terrible. These characters are terrible. This yep. is This is... There are dragons coming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, uh, if you want to hear more about the fun shit that accompanies in the sides and the margins of uh, Courtship of Princess Leia, you should check out our bonus content. That's right. We have at the $2 level supporting us on Patreon. If you go there, patreon.com slash system mastery. You can get our bonus content for this show. We do deep dive into Wikipedia and we let you know some stories about some weird fucking nonsense from Star Wars. We do. We go deep digging to find the weirdest, stupidest nonsense in Star Wars and bring it to you. And we do that once a week, so we really have to dig deep, because there's a lot of this shit. Oh, yeah. And so, if you want that, go to patreon.com slash systemmastery and donate at the $2 level. It unlocks not only those shows, but also our bonus content from System Mastery, so it's definitely worthwhile. Usually it's about six extra shows a month. That's way too many shows. Yep. So, by all means, two bucks gets you that. Otherwise, you can find us at SystemMasteryPodcast.com or we're System Mastery on Facebook, Gmail, Reddit, Twitter. We have our own Discord. You can find that in the pinned messages on the Twitter. We sell t-shirts. We, we, we sell cars. We should really get some of the t-shirts we've talked about from this show onto that show. <laughs> Luke po- poops blue squares never actually happened. We <laughs> talked about it. We laughed. <laughs> so... Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in a week with yet more Star Wars. And until such time as we do, I've been Elan Begano, and I love Death Sticks. But Death Sticks hates me, and they keep yelling at me, and they're going to fucky solder. (laughs) 